FBI. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome one, welcome all to the third episode of the Uncanny Valley podcast on FBI Radio. My name is Chewy Wang and I'm your host. If it's your first time listening, then the concept of the program is simple. Every week I'll be picking out two experimental records, one fresh from the past 12 months, one classic from uh, maybe a few years before that. I'll be comparing and contrasting them, grounding them in their individual artistic context and spinning a few tracks so you understand the music and also where it came from. This week we're going to be taking a sad and melancholy walk through the lonesome park that is Midwest Emo. But if you're a Midwest emo fan already, then the band that's playing underneath us and the band that's responsible for our first release of the week basically requires no introduction. I'm of course talking about American football, uh, who are arguably the most famous Midwest emo band of all time and kind of the band that gave birth to the whole genre. But before I get to their latest release, let me talk for a little bit about what Midwest emo is and what it's meant to sound like. Midwest Emo arises, of course, as the name suggests, from the Midwest region of the United States in the late 90s. Basically, it arose in reaction to a lot of the post-hardcore and other early emo acts that were around at the time, such as Rites of Spring. Now, those sorts of bands operated with lots of distortion, really pained, almost screamed vocals. But Midwest Emo takes a lot of the technical prowess in terms of drumming and, and guitar licks and combines them with a more indie rock approach to production. So the guitar tones are generally sparkly clean, uh, there's a lot of math rock influence, a, a lot of guitar riffs and drum beats that are in odd time signatures, and the vocals, although they're still equally emotional and passionate, are definitely delivered with a softer touch. Our first release this week is American Football's third full-length self-titled album, American Football, or as it's casually referred to, LP3. This latest album sees the band return in style after a bit of a slump with their second album and sees them also employ a sonic palette that is more diverse than ever before. No longer are we just constrained to a couple of guitars and some drums. On this record you'll be hearing string sections, glockenspiels, all sorts of different instruments that fit the image, the attitude and the vibe of Midwest emo. Kind of pushing the boundaries of the genre in different ways than maybe has never been done. Here's the opening track of the album titled Silhouettes. Enjoy.
called Silhouettes off the latest American football record, American Football 3. 
And uh, I think it's really interesting how they're really trying to expand into more experimental songwriting territories. So their song structures are definitely a lot different from their previous records, definitely more sprawling. That track itself was, was over six or seven minutes long and uses a lot of percussion instruments like glockenspiel and marimba and, and vibraphone that typically you wouldn't hear in a Midwest emo record. Now, what's interesting about this latest album is also it's the first album they've done with such a long list of notable collaborations. I'm going to play you another track now from this album called Uncomfortably Numb, which features the one and only pop punk legend herself, Hayley Williams of Paramore fame. Enjoy. Yeah. 
The track finishing up there is called Uncomfortably Numb, it's off American Football's latest full-length album and that track was featuring Hayley Williams from Paramore. I'm going to move on to my classic release of the week now, it's another Midwest emo record but it showcases more of the aggressive side of Midwest emo, I'm talking about bands like Cap and Jazz and Snowing uh, and it's, it's a band kind of in that legacy rather than following kind of the smooth sparkly notes of American football. I'm talking about the brave little abacus and their album just got back from the discomfort, we're alright. Now the Brave Little Abacus is a relatively obscure emo band in the sense that they've kept a lot of information about themselves private. I know they've since broken up since this album came out, they've all moved on to their individual projects, but there's not really much that we know about the band's personal life, which is quite surprising because this particular album has received a massive cult following on different communities online, but especially RateYourMusic.com, where it's receiving rave reviews from tons of people. I mean, go on that website and look at it now. There's pages and pages of five-star reviews about you know, how this album personally changed and touched so many lives. And it's a very interesting album too. I think it's an album that spans so many different types of emo music within the one LP. Uh, the lead singer goes from whispers to yelps to screams. The, the instrumentation ranges from ambient music to really throbbing and pumping post-hardcore and everything in between and it's really fascinating in that way. Often the band transitions between these thematic elements within a single track and ultimately that means it's both an emotionally compelling journey and something that is quite technically speaking experimental and thrilling to listen to. I'm going to play you the opening track now from this album Pal No Pal Pal and I follow that up with something called The Blah Blah Blahs. Enjoy!
was totally meaningless and trivial is over. It's hard to get too upset.
The track finishing under me is called The Blah Blah Blahs and it's off the Brave Little Abacus's record from 2010. Just got back from the discomfort where alright. There's lots of things I love about this band but one thing I love the most is just how disorganized but somehow together the band sounds. Obviously there's a lot of like random tempo breaks, the, the lead singer sounds like he's Spongebob, um, they use samples like from video games and electronic music and somehow, somehow despite all the mess, despite everything that they're drawing from, they come together with a cre cohesive creative sound and manage to make it emotional at the same time. I'm gonna finish you with probably my favorite uh, track off the record now. It's called Bug Infested Floorboards. Can we please just leave this place now? Very long title. Uh, and it's gonna be the last track that I spin for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in to Uncanny Valley. If you wanna hear more from me, please consider subscribing on the service you're listening on. And the next episode is gonna fly straight into your mailbox when Monday comes around at 10 a.m. But until then, I'll see you. Enjoy this latest track by the Brave Little Abacus.
hate everyone. To you, everyone's either a moron or a creep or a poser. Why do you suddenly care about their opinion? Because I'm shallow, okay? I want them to like me. Shallow! 